Good morning. What's up, everybody? What's happening? In? Welcome back to a brand new episode of your favorite podcast, your favorite talk show, Radical Talks with Tia Darcel. Man, I hope everybody's having an amazing day. I hope that you guys are doing something new today. I hope that you guys had an amazing night, that you got good sleep, and that it was peaceful. And that even if it was not, your mindset is set on today's going to be better than yesterday. I, I really do miss y'all. I say that a lot because I do. Oh, my God. I just wish that I could reach out and touch everybody. But, you know, COVID won't let me be great. That girl Ron will be tripping sometimes. But all is well. <laughs> and all will continue to be well. I really wanted to just tap in this morning with you guys and kind of touch on something that's been on my heart lately. I did a few videos on it on my actual uh, social media page. Y'all follow your girl. Uh, Radical Talks with Tia Darcel, as well as my personal page, Tia Darcel, and my music page, The Radical One, T-H-E space Radical, R-A-D-I-C-A-L, the number one N-E. But the thing that's been really on me, um, if you follow me, you know, um, if you're going to be new to follow me, you'll see, is uh, I've been on the book of Daniel a little bit lately. It's just kind of been dropped in my spirit. It's like a whole combination of things within the book. I'm going to try to give you a little quick synopsis of the book from start to finish. Try. And if we don't get it all done, we should get it all done because, you know, I'm paraphrasing. Read your Bible, it'll bless you so that way you'll have all the details. You'll have all the ins and outs and um, you won't have to specifically go on what I say. So I'm hoping that's something that God gives me sparks or piques your interest and it makes you want to go out and read the book yourself. See, that's the whole goal here. That's the whole purpose. That's why I get on here talking to y'all every week. I do that because I hope that God places something in my spirit to say when he's controlling me to actually say something that makes you want to go see who this is. Like, what that man named Jesus did? No. Who is God? You know what I'm saying? Let me go see what he's talking about. So if you do that, that would be amazing. I feel like this won't be in vain. <laughs> I don't care if it's one of you, two of you, 20 of you, 50 of you, 100. It doesn't matter. Somebody better go find out who Jesus is. <laughs> but, man, I love y'all. Y'all already know what time it is. Now, let me give you a little quick rundown how the book of Daniel, like, an uh, overview as to what's going on. So, Daniel, right? Daniel was a teenager. And um, him and his homeboys got uh, chosen, selected. Uh, three of his boys, three of his boys got chosen, got selected to actually go ahead on to get built up, to be prepared, to be a part of the king's court, to serve the king, right? Now, mind you, this is a time when, when, when Judah... With Jerusalem, you know, the church, God's body, it was that they was in exile because God had already told them, look, y'all tripping. I don't got that kind of time to be playing with y'all. So, you know, what? 70 years, boom, y'all out of here. Y'all finna be trampled on. Y'all finna serve somebody else. Period. It's over with. Y'all gonna go into Babylon. And, and that's why the term, the, the term, I'm sorry, the term was coined, like, come out of Babylon. Captivity. Bondage. You know what I'm saying? Come out of Babylon, people of God. That includes myself. That includes each and every one of you. We can't stay there. God gave us a designated time frame to be there. Once that time is up, it's time to go. So you need to get what you need to get while you're in there. You know, don't let it overtake you. But always lean and depend on God. That's just a quick nugget because I realized myself, yo, I was in Babylon. You know what I'm saying? I had to get free. I had to understand that freedom was my portion and that I couldn't stay in it. You know what I mean? So we go into Babylon. Sometimes we make our own choices to go and go there by, by not resisting the temptation. You know, it says that in first Corinthians, God going to give us a way of escape. We just got to choose it. Other times, you know, we got to go through things in life, period. Trials and tribulations and tests, they're going to come. That's just a part of life. God never said it was going to be easy. But what he did say is that I'll never leave you and that I'll never forsake you. And I always have my hand on you. So that's something to shout about right there. So 
boom. Um, anyway, so they we had to leave uh, Jerusalem because uh, Nebuchadnezzar took over, right? And Nebuchadnezzar, he the one that chose Daniel and his boys. Now, I really don't like the fact that we never actually acknowledge their names. That you know, what I'm saying we use the names that they their names got changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. A lot of people say Abednego, Abednego, whatever you want to call it. But their real names were. You got Daniel, you got Hananiah, you got Mishael, and you got Azariah. So that's Sharat, Meshach, and Abednego, and your boy Daniel. Daniel's name got changed to, um, ooh, Belshazzar. <laughs> Hananiah became Sharat, Mishael became Meshach, and Azariah became Abednego. So those are the Hebrew boys. So we, we minimize their Hebrew names, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like God gave them their names for a reason. You know, even though, even though Nebuchadnezzar changed their name when he put you know, he, he took over and, and captured the boys. You got to you gotta always remember where you come from. You always got to remember who you are because their names are important for a reason. God gave them to them for a reason. So fast forward a little bit. So the boys up there, you know what I'm saying, they didn't got kidnapped. Not really kidnapped, but that's how they feel. They got snatched up from their land. They got snatched up from Jerusalem. Now they got to go get built up. And what's supposed to happen is they're supposed to feast off the king's finest food, the finest wines, and all of those type of things. And then you're like, nah, we ain't doing that because I know that y'all take this stuff before false gods. I know y'all take this stuff before them idols, before y'all bring it to us. And I'm not even finna disrespect God like that. You feel me? Like, I'm not even doing that. So he was like, look. Hold up, he, he got the official, you know what I'm saying? God gave him favor is really what it was. But, you know, he got in good with the official. And he was like, look, how about you test us out for 10 days on water and vegetables, me and my people, and then put us up against the other people and see how we looking and see how they looking. So, sure enough now, when he did that, y'all, they looked even better than the people that was actually eating out and pigging out, you know? So, again... God gave them favor because how are you just going to eat fruits and vegetables? Um, well, not even, they don't even say vegetables. They say fruits. How are you just going to eat fruits? And once you're just eating your fruits, you look better than somebody that's out here like eating amazing. Like they're getting all of their nutrients when in reality you are too, because that's the whole purpose of the actual fruits. You get what I'm saying? So, um, I just want you to make sure you saw that and understood that they're not even willing to sacrifice their food regimen. And these are teenagers, guys. These these not even grown up. These not even grown. These aren't these ain't grown men, <laughs> you know. So so they their spiritual maturity is a whole lot more um deeper. They are um elevated in that aspect as opposed to age, which really doesn't mean a lot. The Old Testament is full of young prophets, young the younger generation that was actually standing up, shaping up, and you know shipping out and doing what God called them to do. So. And another thing about Daniel, Daniel could interpret dreams, right? So him and Joseph, and I think it was another guy mentioned in the Bible, they they could interpret dreams. And Nebuchadnezzar, he was have he had like this dumb bad dream, right? So he like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? But what ha what really happened? Now you can go read the dream yourself. Now I ain't doing all that. But what he did was he called in like some magicians, right? And the enchanters, like the people that that really out here fake kicking in, that really not of God, and they couldn't even tell him what the dream meant, right? They couldn't even tell him what the dream meant. So what he had to do was he had to call Daniel in and be like, yo, I had this dream. What's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? What happened? So Daniel go in and Daniel actually go ahead and put him in. He like, yo, 
listen, let me go, let me go think about it. Let me try to figure out, you know what I'm saying? Take this to my God, take this to, to the Lord so he can kind of break this, break this down to me. You know what I'm saying? Let me go give thanks, praise and worship God and all this other type of stuff. So what happened was he brought him back to, you know, he went back before the king and what he did was he probably, he probably was like, you know what? I don't even know how to break it to this man and hurt his feelings and tell him what this dream really means. But I'm really tell him. So Daniel just gave him the 411, like, look, you finna fall. Your kingdom gonna get divided. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gonna be in exile for a few years. Like, it's a wrap. Like, you living in sin, bro. This ain't how God told you to run this kingdom. So, listen, Nebuchadnezzar got humble. He he really, he like, oh my God. This man gotta be hearing from God. He gotta be hearing from God. Cause, like, None of my people that I've been knowing my whole life, they couldn't even break this down to me. So then he, when I say he got humble, he got humble. So then he pretty much got a promotion. So he became the ruler of the province of Babylon, kind of like the mayor, you know, or the county commissioner or something like that. So he pretty much, he got, he, he got a step up. He got a one up. So, but what he did not do, he didn't forget about his boys. So what he did was he got uh Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. He got them jobs as well. So, he had that position and he held that down until the end of it. But see, that wasn't even enough. That wasn't even enough. It wasn't even enough. Nebuchadnezzar still got back beside himself. It's so easy to get beside yourself. You don't even realize, okay, you just got humble, right? Because you think, okay, my, my kingdom going to fall. My kingdom going to get divided. So why in the world would you go and build a gold statue, an idol, ding 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 a golden statue and you set it up right near babylon what so at this point this this reverential feel that you have for god daniel's god as they called him like it must be fading away it must be dissipating because you know good and well that daniel's god said thou shall have no other god before me thou shall not worship idols so like somebody gonna have to make that make sense to me so what it is is hey I think I'm God now, low-key. So what I need all y'all to do is I need y'all to worship this God every time the music play. So the golden statue has now become the God. Everybody did it except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They was like, nah, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. So this is the infamous story that everybody likes to talk about. They don't really give you all the de details that come along with the fiery furnace, you know what I'm saying, and Daniel. I think it's like book three. Um... They don't give you all the details, but really what happened was they refused to bow down to the golden statue. They refused to put another God before our God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ the most high God. That's what they call him a lot in this book, the most high God. So they's like, nah, look, I'm not doing that. So they done gassed up Nebuchadnezzar, and now he like, okay, then look, I'm finna put y'all in the fire furnace. And what I want y'all to do, he said, turn it up hotter. Ten times hotter? What? How many times hotter? Like, what you trying to do? Like, so he put him in there. But guess what? All of a sudden, it killed the guards, first of all, that put him in there. It was so hot. Let's start right there. <laughs> the fire was turning up so hot that it killed the guards. So, mind you, it's three people that got thrown in the furnace, right? It's three people that got thrown in the furnace. But what those three people vowed is that, Nebuchadnezzar, we will never bow down and worship your idol. We will never bow down and worship your idol. And, and my God has the capability to deliver us from this. But even if he doesn't, 
Shut your mouth. Even if he doesn't, what would happen if we develop a even if he doesn't mentality? Man, God can pay my rent. God can pay my car. No, God can heal my body. But even if he doesn't, I am still going to be faithful. I am still going to believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I am still going to believe and know that God has the power to do anything. God has the power to do everything, even if he chooses not to do it because it's outside of his will. That means that if I perish, I perish for a purpose. You did what I'm saying? If we were to develop that mentality. But anyway, y'all know that was just a quick nugget. Three dudes in the fire. Now all of a sudden a four person appear. Huh? Wait, we got magic going on or something? Nah, man, that's God. God showed up in the furnace protecting the three Hebrew boys. And guess what? They didn't get touched with no fire. Them boys ain't even come out that thing smelling like smoke. They didn't sweat. I'm talking about it was nothing. And then they said it was like a song of the gods. That's what he looked like. And he walking around and he alive like the other other three. So then, not, not my boy Nebi, Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, now he in awe again of, quote unquote, Daniel's God. So now you want to run back to the winning team? That's what we doing right now, Nebi? <laughs> so, so what happened was the boys came out, man, completely unscathed, completely untouched. And, you know, now, now God back important to nebby he like you know woo, 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 turn up with that boy jesus god i love him i love him so then all of a sudden he want to outlaw blasphemy against the jewish god which is god the most high god anybody break this rule this rule will be torn from limb to limb and their houses will be destroyed you know what i'm saying he marvels that only this god could have managed to rescue someone from such a certain death and then they got a promotion again you know upgraded them again okay guess what though we back to them <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar went back to that um he went back to that to to the crazy side, right? He started talking about another dream that he had. So the Bible is sometimes out of order. Like I how do I say it? When you when you actually take a minute out to start studying the Bible, you have you'll understand that the Bible is not always in uh chronological order. It's not always this happens, this happens, this has this happens. Sometimes beforehand they tell you about something that's gonna happen, foretelling, and then they tell you about something that's already happened, like pretty much and, and the book of Daniels really, really glorifying and magnifies God's goodness, God's goodness, the the greatness of God, his mercy, his wisdom, because he portrays all of these things through these Hebrew boys because they are really the the walking vessels, which is what we are. They are the chosen ones, which is what we are. They are a part of a royal priesthood, which is what we are, and they represent everything that God stands for, right? I just want you to know that. So now Nebi have another dream, right? And it goes back, and we already know that he going to fall, and they already said in the first dream that the kingdom going to be divided and all those other type of stuff. This time it gets a little bit more specific. It's going to say that he going to be gone for seven years. He going to need to stay that way until seven years, so he going to be out, like, going crazy. He going to be kind of, like, out of his mind and all that other kind of stuff. But guess who he called to interpret the dream? Of course, your boy Daniel. So Daniel Daniel comes in, you know what I'm saying, and – um. He tell him what the dream means, but he also gives him something to look forward to. After seven years, you'll get your sanity back and you will acknowledge the most high God. So you're going to lose your mind for a little minute because you got beside yourself. But after a certain period of time, God going to, you know what I'm saying? He going to bring you back. He going to bring you back. So at this point, he got to accept the fact that, man, hold on. I'm going to lose control of my kingdom and I got to go mad in the wilderness. I literally got to look forward to being a crazy person. 
And that's exactly what happened. He grew his hair out as long. What the, the, the word of God said, it was as long as eagles' feathers, <laughs> and his fingernails and his, toe, his toenails became like talons. You know what a talon is? Them things so long and thick. But just like God said, he's faithful. He gonna do just what he said. In seven years, he got his mind back. He got his kingdom back. But he had to humbly profess and proclaim that there is no one higher than God. And then he started singing a hymn and all the other type of stuff. But what what's good about it, even after Nebuchadnezzar went wild for seven years, God still blessed him. You know what I'm saying? Think about Job. When Job was in the wilderness, when Job went through his phase and he lost everything, God blessed him even more when he when he came back around. So he did that same thing for him. And um, that's amazing to know that we serve a God like that. But all good things must come to an end. All good thing must come to an end. So one of his family members, his people, right, his grandson, if I could be honest, if you want to be clear, um, Belshazzar. Belshazzar, like, now nah, I'm about to turn it up. So he out here partying. He out here doing doing, doing what he do, living his best life or so what he thinks. And what he do is he kind of do something um disrespectful. Like back then, like, you have sacred items, you know what I'm saying, that you can't touch, you can't drink out of, or any of those things. And, and what he did was he used some sacred items during a party. And he was like, God ain't going to do nothing to me. I'm going to drink out of this, and I'm going to have some fun. So all of a sudden, y'all, a hand that's attached to nobody starts writing on the wall. Wait a minute. It's some freaky-deaky uh, sci- sci-fi type scary movie type stuff. Like, a hand writing on a... Man, y'all, can you imagine seeing a hand with no arm attached to nobody writing on the wall? And then what is writing on the wall? Hey, Bel- hey excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, uh, excuse me. Belshazzar, you gonna die. <laughs> and, and guess what, my, what happened? My dude died that night. He died that night. Like... Like, when he saw the hands on the wall, when he saw the hand writing on the wall, though, he got scared, and he freaked out. But see, what the hand said was, it called, it said that you're going to die. <laughs> and then um, he got all pale. He got all worried and all this other type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But then they had to get Daniel in here to break it down. You know, it's like um, Belshazzar, Belshazzar didn't learn the lesson that, that, that Granddad learned. Like, Nebuchadnezzar, after so long, it took him a couple of times, but, yeah, he finally got it eventually. Um, but the Word of God says you got to worship one true living God. It's just me. That's it. Just me. But then, guess what? The Mene and the Persians, they ended up took over, which is a part of what was written on the wall. It said your kingdom is going to be the fall, and then they're going to take over, right? Persia and Menes, Menes. Don't judge me with the uh, proper terminology. Look it up. Read your Bible. It'll bless you. So Daniel had already told him, like, look, y'all finna lose the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's over with Persia them, and, and they finna come in, and they finna take over. And King Darius Amidas, and he finna be the man. And that's exactly what happened. But see, what happened was um, when, when the new King Darius comes along, like, he got a ego. He got a new rule, too. Everybody want to come against God. Everybody want to be a God. You know what I'm saying? Everybody think they untouchable until they get touched. That's what my boy D1 says. Everybody think they untouchable until they get touched. So, but but see, the people that came with the new king, you know, they didn't want Daniel to prosper. They was like, nah, my boy too full of himself. He just a little Hebrew boy. He ain't even one of us. So what we finna do is we finna get the king to take him out. 
period that is on period so it's like you know you got to stop praying you cannot pray to god you can't pray to the god dane was like man let me go up here on my rooftop i'm still finna pray three times a day because i'm not finna disrespect my god i'm not finna play with y'all y'all not about to mess me up i am loyal i know that my god is faithful i know that he will perform and he is just to do what he said and like i said before if i perish i know that god has something greater for me on the other side in heaven in the spiritual realm because all this stuff on this earth temporarily temporary anyway you know what i'm saying so look dan was like nah i'm finna keep praying to god with my windows facing jerusalem and what so what so Darius like you know what i can't i can't be punked like this i can't go out like this i got to do something to that boy daniel so he threw daniel in the lines then they rolled a stone in front of the door you know what i'm saying they they left a guard out there so his situation couldn't be unchanged like there is no way this man finna survive this this another big story you know what i'm saying that everybody talk about the lions then um as far as in the book of daniel but man god god calmed them lions man daniel and the lions was really in the chilling i'm talking about in the chilling so 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 this blew this man mind like how can you survive a night in a lion's den with the with one of the most vicious animals in the world he expected to come in there and find guts and, and Daniel strong everywhere. But the devil is a lie. See, God going to do what he said. I got you. God, I got you. That's just like the Hebrew boys in the furnace. Like, even if God don't deliver me, he could. He can't. He just that good. He's a good, good father. Yes, he is. <laughs> you go, you Man, listen. So, but what they didn't even realize, the dudes that tried to take my boys out, they ended up getting, um, they ended up getting changed in the way the king. Like, look, let me, let me take them out. They wives, they children, all of them. He threw all of them in the lines then. That was kind of that was kind of extreme. I can't even lie. It was kind of disgusting when I read it, you know, but <sighs> I can't do that. You can't. <laughs> you just got to be mindful of your actions, man. But guess what? Darius want to act like Nebby now. He want to be like, you know what? There's no God before God, you know. He's the one most most true, most high God. We're going to serve Daniel's God. It always started off that way, right? It always started off that way. It don't ever, when we get full of ourselves and then, you know, something else happened and God got to show himself approved anyway. But see, then God started giving Daniel visions about the future. God started showing Daniel's what was, Daniel what was going to happen in the future after the exile was over. You know what I'm saying? He pretty much showed Daniel that people were going to start getting raised from the dead. You know, he started, man, God was just amazing. But he also showed Daniel, like, who was going to be king. Um, like I said, I'm just giving you a quick synopsis of the visions that Daniel had. He, he, he had this vision and it was about 10 horns. The 10 horns symbolizes 10 kings who will arise out of that empire. But the little horn symbolizes an especially bad king who will attack and put down three other kings. Um, the little horn is going to speak against God, persecute the holy ones, which are the Jews. That's what they call the Jews at the time and mess around with their laws and the holy days and all of that. But the holy ones will only be in power for a time, two times and a half. Then the little horn king is going to be judged by God, his king will be taken from him and given to the holy ones pretty much daniel give you a breakdown of everything that's finna take place like how how it's all about to go down from from the beginning to the end and then it all plays out everything that daniel says you know come to pass everything that's in his vision actually happens now take a second and think about this the same god that gave daniel these visions is the same god that we serve today the same way that daniel was in tune with his spirit and was able to seek god's face and was able to turn from his wicked ways whatever he may have done before they chose him to come before god chose him and they scooped him up to be one of the people that went out into the exile to serve the king we have that 
same stuff inside of us. We have the same power. We have the same authority. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have the same power. We have the same authority. We have the same abilities that Daniel had. We have free will to choose God. You get what I'm saying? So you got to understand that all you have is all you need. Be who God called you to be. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to be nobody else because God is not going to bless the fake version of you. God is not going to bless who you pretend to be. That's not the kind of God that we serve. That's not the kind of God that we serve. So anyway, we got all these new kings that come about. We got Alexandria. Um, then we got Gabriel. And Gabriel was like, you know what? Let me tell y'all something. At the end of these, at the end of rule of these four kings, when the Greek rulers have reached the peak of the evil deeds, a king will come who will outdo them all in wickedness. Now this prince Gabriel, I meant the um the angel. So he's like, look, wait a minute. First of all, Daniel was already blown away that look, I'm up here talking to this angel. I'm up here talking to this angel because Daniel decided, you know, I'm going to a fast. I'm going to pray because I want God to deliver my people. I want God to deliver Israel. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, look, man, God, I know you told us we had to be exiled. God, I know you told us that we were sinful. You know what I'm saying? And this is the punishment that we had to get in order to not be beside ourselves and know that you are the one true living God. But here's the thing. Like, when the angel came to see Daniel and, you know, interpreted the visions and the dreams, like he pretty much gave him the 411. Now, how important in the spiritual realm must Daniel be to get a visit from an angel like that? Because the Bible really only, only lists three angels by name. We got Michael, we got Gabriel, and then they mentioned Lucifer. Even though Lucifer is Satan, like it still only mentions three. So for one of them to come see me, you did what I'm saying? It's just like, man, what's up? Like, he had to have that one-on-one, that thigh He had to have that real-life relationship with God. He had to have completely surrendered his flesh to God to really be able to tap in like that. You know, for God to want to talk to him like that. For God to entrust his people to him like that. That's big. And I want us to understand that we can do that. We can do that. I don't always do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not perfect. I know y'all not perfect. But every day we should strive for perfection. We should strive for perfection. We got to make fasting and prayer like a daily routine, a daily ritual. No, you don't fast every day. Of course, the Bible says fast. You know, when you feel led to fast by the Holy Spirit or when you feel your flesh getting out of control, fast. You know, don't let everybody know you fast and out here looking sick and, you know what I'm saying, raggedy and stuff. Don't do that. But you got to make sure you get to a point you understand the word of God says some things only come out by fasting and prayer. And, and, and once you tap in with him, he'll tell you what those things are and what, it need, what you need to do to get to who he needs you to be. But anyway, Daniel ended up going on a fast, 21-day fast. He was praying up to God like, God, boom, we need you. Israel needs you. Save us. Help us. I know you can. I know you will. And what's crazy is delayed does not mean denied. I've been saying that for the past few days because of my own situation. And I'll get more into detail in the weeks to come on that um, because God is doing some amazing things, but it's taking a whole lot of patience. It's taking a whole lot of faith. It's taking a whole lot of trust in God to believe that what he said is going to come to pass. But when the angel finally get to Daniel, he like, look, God heard your prayer on day one, bro. On day one, on day one. But man, I've been, at, I've been over here fighting. I've been over here fighting these principalities, the Prince of Persia, the demonic side. You get what I'm saying? So never forget that your actions in the physical realm cause a reaction in the spiritual realm because of Daniel's prayer. In order for the answer to the prayer to get to Daniel, God sent the angels. But the angels came up against warfare, just like us. We have warfare every single day, y'all. I mean, we ain't no different from nobody else. But guess what? 
The whole time that Daniel was waiting, he believed, he fasted, and he prayed for 21 days. And on that 21st day, boom, the answer came. I got y'all. Y'all about to be delivered. You know, Jesus coming. Like he told him all of that. So when you when you think about the book of Daniel, like I really want to try to give a modernized like breakdown of it. I don't want it want it to be too lengthy. I ain't want it to be boring. I want you to really understand. Like visualize this as a movie. Visualize yourself just on the scene back then. You know what I'm saying? When Daniel when Daniel them got chosen. When they when they when they refused to eat the foot eat the food. When they refused to bow down to the statue to the idol. When he refused to stop praying. Do you hear the significance of their loyalty to God? their trust, their faith, and their belief in God. Do you understand the amount of wisdom that God placed inside of these boys? These boys are going up against grown men, up against kings, kings, rulers of their own kingdoms, and they still not folded. We can't even hardly get people to be like that in real life. What? And these are peers. Our family members, our boys, our our sons, our sisters, man, come on, man. Now, you got to make sure you surround yourself with like-minded individuals that want to see you excel, that want to see you do well, that want to see you become that best version of yourself that you, that you could possibly become. Always remember that delay does not mean denied. A lot of people want you to give up and want you to quit, but see, that's the thing. If something doesn't happen within seven days, 20 days, 30 days, a year, it doesn't matter. What you got to do is hold firm to that word that God gave you. You have to rest in the finished works of Jesus Christ. And you want to know what I mean by rest in the finished works of Jesus Christ? Don't be out here feeling like I got to do something to get God to bless me. Because God has already paid the ultimate price. When he sent his son Jesus to die for our sins on the cross, a man who was sinless, perfect man, had no sins, who was in heaven, kicking it with his daddy, I mean, minding his business. He's like, you know what? I, I can't let my people go out like this. You know what I'm saying? I got to send my son mine mine he didn't take somebody else's son off the street and mold him up and shape him and ship you know what i'm saying he didn't do that he sent his own son to save you and to save me so delay does not mean denied you know how many times jesus could have just not got killed he could have not did their crucifixion like like even when he told him when peter cut that man y'all he was like look bro if i wanted to i can i can call a legion of angels i don't need your help we sometimes forget that, but you got to understand who you are and you got to understand who you are. If you understand the love that God has for you, if you understand the plans that God has for you, everybody talk about Jeremiah 29 and 11, but do we believe it? Do we, do we tap into that and on our, on our day-to-day lives for, I know the plans that I have for you plans to prosper you. That man said, not harm you to give you a future and a hope, a future and a hope. A lot of the time, we can't even believe in a future and a hope in our marriages, in our relationships, in our family members. You want to give me a future and a hope? Everybody want to beat you up. It's a dog-eat-dog world out here, but God. <laughs> you can always throw that in at the end because but God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world, but God. My God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I could ask, think, or imagine, but God. Ephesians 3.20 is my portion. Declare that over your life. I declare it right now in the name of Jesus. Ephesians 3.20 is your portion. Oh, that's so good, man, because God is amazing. And and just like, like I said, everything that he did for Daniel and the Hebrew boys, he could do that for us. He will do that for us. All we got to do is open our mouth and say something. Cry out to God. Humble yourself. 
Humble yourself and pray. Like, even Nebby humbled himself. You know, all the kings that thought they was it, they fell. They fell. Because they got beside themselves. And we all do it, but repent and turn from your wicked ways. You know what I'm saying? Shh. Man, y'all know what time it is, man. I really hope this gives you a better understanding of the book of Daniel. And I'm really hoping that it touches something inside of you and it sparks up something in you that makes you want to dig deep into God. Get the kind of relationship with God that Daniel had. And expect God to bless you to bestow that same amount of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on you that he bestowed upon those Hebrew boys. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world i'm gonna keep telling y'all this and the greatest two commandments in the word of god says to love the lord your god with all of your heart with all of your mind with all of your soul with all of your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself and if you do those things you cannot go wrong i don't care how many times you fall get back up a just man falls seven times but he gets back up Keep fighting, keep pushing, and keep digging, man. I love y'all. The right way, the wrong way, the long way, and the strong way. And you just tuned in to a brand new episode of Radical Talks with Tia Darcel. Hand them out.